Welcome to the Brown Skin Mom Podcast, the number one podcast for brown skin moms to discuss breastfeeding, parenting, lifestyle, and business while answering all of your mommy questions. Join me as we enter the hood, the motherhood. Hey moms, today on the podcast, we have Erica McAfee of Sisters in Loss. Erica helps black women gain clarity and peace, no matter life's challenges, circumstances, and hurts. She loves encouraging those who have experienced a miscarriage, infant loss, or infertility, and lets them know that they are not alone. Erica also loves empowering them to tell their stories to inspire others. Welcome, Erica, to the podcast, moms. All right. So um, to my audience, if you've been paying attention to anything Brown Skin Mom, you will know that um, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And I am here with Erica McAfee. Did I say that correctly? Correct. Yes. Of Sisters in Loss. So how are you, Erica? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on the podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you for participating. Thank you for being a part of it. <laughs> um, so I was telling Erica before we started recording, and I'll let, um, of course, the audience know that I bumped into Sisters in Loss through another great podcast, Side Hustle Pro, that we both like. Um, and I love the message because it, of course, um, pertains to me uh, personally. Um, and so I've kind of low-key been stalking Erica, like followed her on Instagram, and I'm like, okay, she got a podcast going. Okay, so every once in a while, I see some posts on my feed. I'm like, okay, I see you, girl. <laughs> so, what inspired you to start Sisters in Loss? Well, I um, have experienced loss in my life personally. I had a loss at birth. Um, I was 39 weeks pregnant, and then I also had a loss um, right after that when we tried again at 18 weeks, so in the mm-hmm. second trimester. So what I realized is that a lot of my friends around me were, you know, getting married and starting their families, and they were experiencing loss. Most mm-hmm. particular, you know, my one of my best friends that I've known forever, she experienced a loss, and then my god sister experienced a loss as well. So a lot of the people around me close to me were having losses and they were looking to me for guidance and kind of how they, how to heal really Mm -hmm. during their journey. So I really was just trying to be, um, just, uh, you know, a rock for them and be, um, uh, just a sounding board for the feelings that they are experiencing, especially, especially in their subsequent pregnancies. So I knew that there was a void out there about us, black women not Uh talking about miscarriages, infant loss, infertility, you know, having babies, that process of trying to conceive. And I wanted to be able to fill that void through storytelling because I just feel that there's just so much power in sharing your story and sharing your testimony and being able to heal from that. And then of course, heal others. So that's really what inspired me and kind of pushed me into actually um, sharing the story through the podcast medium. Um, I love podcasts. As we talked about, you, we talked about po- one of the podcasts that we, we both love. Um, but I listen to all kinds of podcasts. Right. And I just felt like there were not there were a lot of podcasts that focused a lot of, about 
um, fertility and infertility and eating well, but there weren't really many podcasts that really focused on loss and Mm -hmm. the journeys to motherhood from a loss perspective. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that from a black um, woman's perspective, as well as women of color, especially since a lot of black women have a lot of underlying issues like endometriosis, uterine fibroids, polycystic ovarian syndrome, that Mm -hmm. plays a role into how we get pregnant, how we stay pregnant, and then how we bring a baby home. So I wanted to be able to share our stories and tell our stories to everyone um, who, who wants to listen, so. Okay, okay, awesome. So you were kind of like, this was almost kind of like your calling. You said that your friends were kind of looking to you to be, um, to kind of bounce their feelings and, and how they were dealing with loss off of in a way. Absolutely, and I feel like, yeah, really God was pushing me into this um, purpose because um, th- those are just the people close to me, but anytime right. I would share on social media or just on my personal Facebook page, a lot of people would come in my DMs and be like, okay, um, your post was talking to me. I need extra prayer for this. Right. You know, I need, I need, give me some guidance. People were sending people my way. I have a good friend who is an OBGYN, a black woman who's an OBGYN, and she was just sending people my way every time that she experienced a loss with that person. So I just felt like um, a lot of people were coming to me as a resource and I wanted to make sure that I, you know, could, could be a valuable resource, but I also be able to share those stories because there are a lot of the stories we don't share. We kind of hold them in. Right. Um, and another, another thing that came up after, you know, my husband and I experienced our first loss, we, you know, of course shared with our family um, and, both of our grandmothers, our both our, mater- our paternal grandmothers, both had miscarriages oh, that they wow. never that they never shared. You know, and if we never had that experience, I don't think we would have never known that about both of our paternal grandparents or grandmothers. Right. That they both they that they both experienced loss. So it it just it really shed light on me that it's something that we don't talk about. It's very taboo in our community because mm-hmm. we kind of keep it all to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, sharing sharing stories and the power of storytelling really can heal you and give you actionable steps so that you can continue on in your journey to motherhood. Awesome. Awesome. And kind of uh, like you touched on. um, And one thing I've noticed, especially in my story, is that black women, that this is something that we kind of deal with in our by ourselves for the most part if we're not you know sharing it with our family so i'm definitely not surprised that um you know you're I'm, i will say i'm surprised that your grandmothers uh went through it but i'm not surprised that they didn't share it because you know the older generation definitely keeps a lot to themselves i would say absolutely absolutely um, so with black women, um, dealing with this, um, sometimes silently and alone, why do you think that is? Why do you think we keep this to ourselves? Because we're not unicorns in, when it comes to pregnancy loss, um, or infant loss. So why do you think we kind of keep it to ourselves? I think there, because, um, as a black woman, we have this perception that we are strong and that we, 
um, can just get pregnant at the drop of a dime. You know, mm-hmm. this, this myth that black women are all fertile. Right. Somebody can look at us and we get pregnant and we can push out a baby and be back to work in six weeks. <laughs> That's not the case for right. the majority of the women. Like I said, most black women have underlying issues, whether it's health related or, you know, diet related that cause us not to get pregnant or just not be able to carry a baby full term. So I think we internalize that from, you know, um, almost like um, a, almost a, you know, just the perception of what a strong black woman is. And we just internalize it and we just don't say anything about it. We think we're the only person on earth that's gone through something like this. When reality, one out of four women have experienced a miscarriage. In a black community, it's probably like one out of two. And mm-hmm. you probably can line 10, 10 black women up and and ask them, have you experienced a miscarriage or some type of loss? And, you know, half of them or even more than half will probably raise their hand. So I think that, um, you know, having a platform or having a podcast or some type of group, um, support group where people are will, can willingly open sh- and, and share gives them a sense of community, gives them a sense of belonging. And then lets them know that they're not alone, that they do have a voice and they don't have to be silent about their loss anymore. Um, because it's, it's, it's much as you talk about it is as much as as much as your your you know, God is going to heal you from the broken brokenness and the pain that you've experienced. But also how much you talk, how much more you talk about it can help heal someone else who has gone through that and are suffering in silence and battling all of this internally. OK, OK. Um, so, and you pretty much touched on this, um, I guess this question might be like a, 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 a repeat, but how do you think that, um, loss affects us as black women? Um, and I'm not sure if I can a- uh, ask that a, a different way. Um, like, would you say it, it would make us feel inadequate or, as you know, this is something that we're not able to handle on our own. I'm not sure if you. Well, I think that with, like I said, with pregnancy, I think a lot of people are naive to the fact that there, there is a bad, a negative or a bad side that could happen during pregnancy. You know, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I remember during um, my pregnancy with my son back then in 2011, 2012, a birth story was really popular on TLC. You remember that show? Mm-hmm. And during a birth story, they never showed if a baby passed away. At least I right. can't remember uh, an experience on a birth story. It was always, you know, the mother going through labor, you know, pop the baby out. Oh, it's a joyous occasion. But they never right. really showed, you know, that a baby can be born, stillborn. A baby can be lost um, before, you know, in the first trimester. And they never really showed that part. And I think it's a part of the birthing process that that a lot of people don't don't talk about. And that's why, you know, sharing your story and just talking about loss is kind of taboo because uh, we just don't share enough anyways in the black community <laughs> right. when it comes to just things that we keep personal. You know, we have we I think it's a cultural thing too, uh, element to it, too. A lot of the yeah. things is we keep we keep a lot of things that go on internally to ourselves, but also within our household, you know, because mama said, 
we can't tell, <laughs> we can't spread our business on the street or we can't put our business on the front street. And that's a cultural right, thing right. Where, where we don't want to share that because not necessarily because it couldn't help anybody. It's just because culturally we were told we can't share our, our business. Mm-hmm. So what stays in the house, what happens in the house stays in the house. And that's a cultural mm-hmm. thing. And I think that that really um, is the reason why uh, a lot of the losses that have happened you know, way back when, because everyone's been experiencing loss forever, um, right. especially during pregnancy. It's just that, you know, they just kept it to themselves, just like with my grandparents, my grandmothers. They just kept it to themselves. They didn't really share because it, they just kept it. They just kept it within their home. So mm-hmm. I think that's the real that's a it's a cultural element to it. Why we also don't really talk about loss and why loss is really taboo in our community. Yes, I definitely agree um, with that. Uh, so how do you, well, how does Sisters in Loss, um, and you could tell us what exactly Sisters in Loss um, does um, outside of like, I know you have the podcast and the blog, um, but how does Sisters in Loss support Black women um, dealing with loss of pregnancy or um, in your know, infant? <laughs> Awesome. Yes. So Sisters in Loss is a um, podcast as well as a community, um, an online community of women where we um, provide tools and resources for women to begin to heal after loss. So whether um, a woman has experienced a miscarriage, an infant loss, a stillbirth, or even a child loss, Mm -hmm. we um, have a community there where there's books, there's prayers, there's challenges to help people through their grief journey. So it, no matter where you are, whether you are a few months from your loss or 30 years from your loss, we have women that are represented in all of those categories within the community. And it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's a support group to help women heal um, on their journey, heal however the way they feel see fit, whether it's a spiritual healing, whether it's a physical healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a, a lot of women come in and just ask for advice as they go through the journey of pregnancy after loss. So mm-hmm. um, Sisters in Loss, we also offer some um, coaching services for women who want to um, have some one-on-one coaching or group coaching specifically for women who are pregnancy, pre- who are pregnant after their loss. Mm-hmm. So that they so that they can have, um, you know, the right tools to remove anxiety, remove fear as they go through a pregnancy after their 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 loss. Um, and then also just to have that community of women who are also pregnant after their loss to know, you know, to have those ideas bounced off of when they have any anxiety or fears that come up during their pregnancy. Right. Um, and then and then we also um, offer, you know, um, um, a lot of prayer summits and online um, summits. So we have a healing and prayer online summit coming up in um, October, October 15th through the 19th, where it's a free, it's a free summit. You know, I have some dynamic speakers that are really talking about life after loss. What does that look like? How do, how do we really manage life after loss? Because um, as you, as any traumatic experience, whether you've lost a child or you've lost someone close to you, whether it's a parent, a friend, um, a relative or relative or someone close, like a neighbor, Mm-hmm. Um, you there is trauma related to experience and loss, and you may not you may not be the same person you were before the loss. Right. So we talk about we're going to be talking about for that whole week long about you know what does self care look like? How do we really heal from our pain? How do we develop? How do we um, 
deal with our relationship with our significant other, our partner, our husband, our, you know, how do we, how do we really, um, journal after loss? Cause journaling mm-hmm. has been a big, a big, uh, place has played a big role in, a, in our community with just getting your feelings out of your head and onto paper. And then you have, you know, an actual tool or a book that you could take to your therapist. We talk about therapy after loss, mm-hmm. actually going to therapy, getting around the taboos of therapy Right. Actually, being open and honest to talk about that. So we're going to focus on a lot of those things during um, our healing and online summit, um, October fifteenth through nineteenth. And I welcome your community to join us uh, by registering at ericamcafee.com forward slash summit. And um, it'll be it's a live a live hour hour power. I would I would call it every day during that week to talk about re- really what life looks like after loss. Okay. Um, so something that you mentioned um, was uh, that you guys discuss how to, I guess, um, interact with your significant other who is mm-hmm. also dealing with loss. And sometimes we as women forget that the, the male or the father is also dealing with loss. Um, so what are some tips that you can give for um, mothers who may be listening to take back to their husbands or significant others on how to kind of um, deal with the loss of um, pregnancy or infant? Absolutely. So I would say that for you mothers, I would say if your significant other, your husband, your partner, if they are willing to go to therapy with you, that you all go to therapy together. And if they are not ready for therapy, that you go to therapy on your own. Mm -hmm. And the reason why um, I say go to therapy together, especially for a licensed professional counselor who really knows and has dealt with grief and loss and couples therapy, they Mm -hmm. can really help you really to really to break down exactly what what stage of the five stages of grief that you're in. Mm -hmm. They can really help you understand how. Your partner may grieve differently than you and then how you can be more helpful to them and vice versa. And then also they can help you understand how to communicate, how to bring your relationship back together after you are both broken. You know, you you both wanted this thing for so long. You got to a place where that thing didn't come home or the expectations aren't there. How can we create a new dream for ourselves and come Mm -hmm. back together as one? and to communicate. So therapy it was is critical, um, was critical for me and my husband. Um, and it still is, we still go to therapy. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's something that, um, that we enjoy going to because the therapist always teaches us new tricks so that we can communicate better. And it's mm-hmm. all about communication in any relationship or partnership that you're in is to make sure that you communicate. So that's, if you can go as a couple, if you can go by yourself, what your therapist can do is, is is still give you those same tools and resources so that you can openly say the right thing so that you aren't triggering your partner or your spouse whenever the subject of your, your lost child comes up or the subject right. of trying again or the subject of just going through whatever fertility process so that you know how to approach that person when it comes to those topics and you're not triggering them back to their grief. Right. So, uh, and then and then also um, having a therapist individually can also help you work out your own individual issues, your own individual concerns. Anything mm-hmm. that that happened in the past, you know, whether it's something from childhood to just getting married or, you know, being in a relationship to going through that loss. They can help you 
walk you through exactly what those behaviors are, how you can identify any triggers that are around you, mm-hmm. and then how, how to really move forward with your life after loss. So you aren't walking around in a fog, you know, right. the fog can be lifted. You can really experience joy again after being, um, you know, being in so much pain internally. And cause that really does manifest externally as well mm-hmm. in how you, how your health is concerned, the stressors on your body. Right. You don't want to carry around that stress because it really does affect your body and your health. So, um, therapy is key, you know, as a couple, if you can, or individually. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I hope everybody heard that you got to work together when, um, dealing with loss, um, in a couple, in a relationship or marriage. Um, because it's a lot of times, like I said, a lot of times people look at just the woman and don't take into account the man sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think it goes, there's two sides to it. Absolutely. Okay, so also when I was reading through your website, um, I read that you are also, and I don't know if you mentioned this, you are a special needs and lifestyle blogger. So can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so my son, or what we call in the lost community, my rainbow baby, my rainbow after the storm, mm-hmm. uh, my son um, was born without oxygen, so he is, he has cerebral palsy. Okay. And, and is physically disabled. He's wheelchair bound. So I have a special place in my heart for all kids who have some special needs or physical disabilities just because we are navigating this new life. Um, mm-hmm. He's four now um, with, you know, with a child with a disability. So we, um, we, my husband and I are really much so advocates for him as all parents should be, whether a child is typically abled or differently abled. You right. should be a huge advocate for your for your family. But in particular in the special needs community, we have to advocate a little bit more because um, all of the things that go up, go on in Washington, D.C. affect um, a lot of the care and the monetary resources that are given to people who are on Medicaid or Medicare, specifically mm-hmm. those who are physically disabled and who have some special needs. So we just continue to advocate on his behalf so that we can get the services that we need, you know, mm-hmm. the wheelchairs we need, all of the things that we need for him to make his life, to give him a quality of life that we want for him and that we um, expect for him as, as, as his parent. So um, right. we, I also blog on his website, which is supermightymax.com about our special needs journey um, as special needs parents and just really advocating on his behalf. Um, as a cerebral palsy mom so okay awesome awesome i know i saw of course like i said i've been stalking low-key stalking your instagram so i've seen posts here and there and when i read through i was like that would definitely um definitely want to touch on that a bit as well yes yes um i always love talking about just the differences especially for moms who have kids who are a little different who are differently able mm -hmm. who's navigating that journey because that's a whole separate journey that's a little different (laughs) yes yes i believe it i believe it um so uh one thing i want to ask is um for mothers who or women in general who may be listening and haven't dealt with loss or have dealt with loss kind of like you and I both have and may have people who um, are dealing with it themselves. How can we help or support those closest to us going through loss 
uh, right now? Yes. So if you have had a friend, a close relative or someone that you know of that may have posted on Facebook or social media that they have experienced a loss, I would say, um, of course, comment and give them your condolences, but also do something like um, I, I felt like. For me, my friends may not have known what to say, mm-hmm. but they just but they showed up. And mm-hmm. as I can think about, you know, if I don't remember anything about some of those days or weeks after my losses, I do remember the people who were there that I could remember physically seeing there. Right. So they came and they, you know, they washed my clothes. I'm saying that, I'm not saying that you all have to do this. Right. I'm just saying from personal experience, being there and just being physically there, you may not know exactly the words to say. But just being there just means so much to people who ha- who are just don't really know what's going on. Their, their world has been twisted upside down. They aren't sure how to feel, you know, mm-hmm. how to smile. You know, should they be crying? Should they be laughing? Right. Just being there for them means the world for them. You know, if you want to go the extra mile and do some cooking and cleaning, that also helps as well. But just being there for them helps. Now, if you can't physically go to where they are, I would say do some of those things that you can do um, on the internet that would, could make their life easier. Whether mm-hmm. it's if you want to want to help them not have to worry about eating. You know, there are so many meal services out yeah. there that you can you call. Can order and send. You can order ahead <laughs> and you can send for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would treat the loss as a real loss. Like if, right. if, if you, if, I mean, because it is a real loss. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is a real loss. So treat them, treat them like you would treat anybody else who has lost a loved one that's close to them. Where, you know, whether... In, in our community, we always send food. That's what we do. Uh-huh. So if, if you can't do anything, th- treat it like treat it, treat it just like you would any other loss that they've had in their lives or they've experienced or you've experienced and make sure that you are e- either physically there, that you send something. And then if you don't ha- you don't know what to say, just say that you're sorry, you know, that you're sorry yeah. for their loss. I mean, that's as simple as you can say. Um, there's a whole nother list of cliche things that I would say just um, stay away from. Just tell them that you're sorry for your loss and that you if you're going to if you're going to tell them that you're praying for them, please do pray for them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell them that that you um, are going to be there, please show up for them and just be there beside them. And then um, another thing, depending on where the baby is in their pregnancy, if they've already given their child a name, if they've already decorated a room, they've already had a baby shower, I would make sure you call that child by their name. Yes. And let them know that, you know, this baby girl, this baby boy, we, we miss them. We're praying for them. We, 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 we're, we, we, we want to help you, you know, whatever that is, if it's, you know, um, helping with the room, you know, uh-huh. we, want, we want to help you with the room for this baby girl, this baby boy. So make sure that you call their child by name as well, because that that also gives them comfort in knowing that you 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 know their name, that you understand, that you um, want to remember them by saying their name. Right. So um, those are my three main tips for um, helping support somebody who's going through a loss. And then also you can just send them send them to the Sisters in Loss website and tell them definitely, that definitely. there's a there's a community out there and a, a you know a list of, of different podcast episodes that they can listen to that can help inspire and uplift them and help them begin to heal. Awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to say was um, 
I wish that Sisters in Loss was around 12 years ago when I had my first pregnancy and loss. Um, but um, one thing in speaking about uh, what your friends can do to help get you through it, my cousin, well, like the Mother's Day after um, my loss, called me and wished me a happy Mother's Day. And yeah. I was just like, you know, I'm not going to get emotional now, but I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, cause I wasn't expecting that from anybody at all. Um, and so that kind of made it, they didn't make it real, but it was kind of like, okay, somebody out there is like, I see you. It's okay. You went through something. You're still a mom because you were pregnant and had a loss. You're still a mom. Um, and then that same cousin, when I had my daughter 12 years later, helped me after I fainted getting home from the birth <laughs> um, twice. So she kind of helped you know, give me some tips to kind of not pass out anymore the rest of the day. Um, wow. And that's awesome. I love that. I yeah. love that they sent you a card. And my husband did the same after my losses. He he did give me a Mother's Day card. And that meant the world to me. Yeah. I don't even think my mom sent me a card. But right. I remember and Oh, that 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 just made me feel comforted because yeah, know, like you said, you carried a child. Well, I'm still a mom, you know, right. regardless. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So, on the flip side, um, what should we avoid when we are dealing with somebody who is dealing with loss? What should we avoid doing? What should we avoid saying? So, um, some of the things I have a whole list of them <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I have heard personally, and other people have said. And um, when we, when, whenever we post a, a, a Facebook feed in our group, our Facebook group, um, so uh, something that I heard, or something that you shouldn't say, is that your child is in a better place. Mm -hmm. For those who are spiritual, who do believe in God, mm -hmm. that may be true. But that's something that that person may not hear, may not want to hear yeah. because you, you don't, you're not experiencing the same pain that they're experiencing by, by not being able to hold their baby, right, being right. Able to carry their baby to term. So, yeah. um, I mean, and I was thinking, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I would <laughs> think ahead, a man. better place would be like, if I heard that, I would be like a better place is in my arms. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So, you know, I, that may be true on the other side you know once you get past that yes we know that that all the babies are in heaven we already know that they're playing with god's angels we know but that's something that most women don't want to hear in that particular instance right after they've experienced the loss mm -hmm. um, another thing is um that i always hear is that god's gonna give you double for your trouble girl mm -hmm. if i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> and that may be true you may right. be pregnant with twins subsequent after your loss but you you know like i said you something that you just don't want to hear right when um so i would just a lot of the cliches that we hear when people die in general mm -hmm. i would say just stray away from those yeah, cliches avoid altogether <laughs> avoid mm -hmm. those cliches just tell people that you're sorry, that you're praying for them. Do pray for them. And if you're going to be there for them, do show up. Don't say right. you can do it and not and do not it. Be, it. There, mm -hmm. be there for them during that during their time of need, for sure. Okay. All right. Great. Um, luckily, I'm, I'm trying to think if I had anything. Of course, there were things dealing with loss. Um, because I was younger, like 21. Right. 
Right. And um, my mom, being mom, was like, you're not ready at 21. But oh, me, yeah. in my head, I'm like, but I still wanted this baby. Right, exactly. Um, so kind of just, um, I guess, empathizing is mm-hmm. always is oh, always yeah. important. Always, definitely. Um, so maybe this is a lighter note, um, but what would you say are some things that nobody told you about pregnancy or motherhood that, you know, being pregnant or being a mother, you're like, nobody shared this. Nobody talked about this. Well, I think no one shared with me. And I, maybe it was my naivety going into pregnancy that I could have a loss. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think mm-hmm. that I could, you know, like mm-hmm. my first pregnancy we, you know, we got pregnant. That was surprised. Oh, we're pregnant. I went all the way through my entire pregnancy and got to 39 weeks and got induced. And never in my mind did I think that I thought that I could lose the child. Like wow. I never, ne- That never crossed my mind at all. Wow. So I think that that was a huge, that was a huge, I was like, okay, well, I guess mo- a lot of women are experiencing this. It wasn't mm-hmm. just me. You know, a lot of women do have babies at birth and the baby passes away or they may have a stillbirth in a later term pregnancy. Um, and I, it's just something I just never knew about pregnancy, about motherhood. I just um, I did not know that when I became a mother to my rainbow baby, because I felt like I was a mother with my losses, mm-hmm. that um, I would instantly become like this overprotective oh. overbearing <laughs> person and I, I i mean it was almost instant like no mm-hmm. you can't touch him no, no don't breathe right. don't look <laughs> right exactly i no, he cannot he cannot come over like mm-hmm. i did not i did not expect that from me because that's not really my personality <laughs> but i definitely became that person um mm-hmm. especially when my son had just got out of the nicu i was just like mm-hmm. oh you need to yeah. wash your hands. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> Very understandable. Yeah, yeah. So I became that mom. Um, now, not so much. I'm a little bit more lenient, but I was definitely like that in that first year or two, for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can. I with my daughter, I was kind of like, that's a little too much perfume. Can oh, you yeah. not? Can you not do this? Can you not? She she doesn't want that pacifier. You, you what are you right. doing? So. It's, like, it's like we pray for this baby with this right. baby. Like, look, look, this we will this baby here on earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where can um brown skin moms that are listening, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Awesome. So you can find me on social at Erica and McAfee, um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you also can find the podcast on all pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and that is at Sisters and Lost. And then you can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sisters and Lost. Well, to find me um, is at ericaandmcafee.com. And if you would mm-hmm. like to join my Facebook group, you can go to sistersandlost.com. What are some encouraging words that you would give to mothers in general, mothers dealing with loss, mothers not dealing with loss? So I would tell people that they are not alone on this journey, Mm -hmm. that um, that they should not hide behind the shame of experience a loss. Mm -hmm. Um, One out of four women experience a loss. One out out of eight women 
have trouble getting pregnant and mm -hmm. that um, they're not alone. They're not the only people out here. You're not on the island. You're not right. by yourself. That God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. He will, he will still give you desires of your heart. You just have to do some work. You have to mm -hmm. make the first step out on faith that God is going to grant you the desires of your heart. But you have to be willing to do the work. So, yes, if that requires you going to the doctor a little bit more than you right. expected, if it requires you to possibly go through IVF and maybe it didn't work, if it requires you to go through the route of adoption, you're, you, it doesn't matter how you get to that journey of becoming a mother. It all really matters is that you had faith that God was going to grant you that desire and that you were willing to do the work to get there. So don't worry. Don't fret. God hasn't forgotten you and that you're not alone on this journey. And there's a community of sisters who are there to um, pray for you and root you on as you continue on your journey. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much again, Erica, for being a part of the Brown Skin Mom podcast. Um, I believe that your message will help a lot of people. I uh, know, like I said, stalking you low key. I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, there's another sister out there who has dealt with it and is speaking about it and awesome. is helping, helping others. So yeah, I'm very glad I bumped into you. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you found me as well. And I'm so happy and grateful that you gave me the opportunity to be on the Brown Skin Podcast. No problem. No problem at all. Once again, thank you, Erica, for joining the Brown Skin Mom podcast. I loved speaking with you and greatly appreciated your insight. And I know some moms will love the tips that you um, have given on how to deal with loss and heal from it. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast or any others, please leave a review on um, iTunes or uh, subscribe to Google Play. And let us know that you are listening. You have just listened to the Brown Skin Mom podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace, mamas. Thank you.